help from above. Let us pray. Glorious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Father, for all your blessings. Father, please speak through me. For this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Today is Remembrance Day, a day that our country has set aside a few minutes that we may remember those who sacrificed their lives in war. Today, when we had our one minute of silence, were your thoughts drawn out to what the soldiers must have been going through? You see, it's a young that is drafted into war, 18 to 25 year olds. They have just started to live their lives and now they are asked to put their lives on the line. Some have served their time and went home. Some went home missing body parts and some paid the ultimate sacrifice and gave their lives. Some died instantly while others were in pain until they bled to death. Today is Remembrance Day. Today is a special day. Not only is it a man-made holiday, but it is a day that God calls us to remember as well. In Exodus tw chapter 20, verses 8 through 11, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days thou shalt labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is, is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. We should remember God, what he has done for us every day of the week. But at the very least, the very least, God made one day, the Sabbath day, that we can spend quality time with him. You see, within the fourth commandment, God is basically saying, I have given you six days, if you're like me, so you can run around like a chicken with his head cut off. You have six days to do what you need to do. You have six days to work, to socialize, to have fun. But I have set aside just one day out of the week, just one day, that I want to spend time with you. I have created this extra day, this day that I have chosen. I have set it apart from the other days. I have created it. I have blessed it and I have hallowed it. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Today is Remembrance Day. In John 1, 1-3, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In this text, it tells us that Jesus that made everything. Jesus created the angels. Jesus created the other worlds. Jesus created our world. Today, I would like to focus on one aspect of Jesus' creation, mainly the angels. 
not just about the angels, but the ministry of the angels. Before we get started, please raise your hand if you've seen an angel in human form. Anybody seen an angel? No? In Hebrews 13, verse 2, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by this some have entertained angels without knowing it. In the Review and Herald, August 5, 1909, Ellen White writes, Satanic agencies in human form will take part in this last great conflict to oppose the building up of God's kingdom, and having angels in human guise will be on the field of action. The two opposing parties will continue to exit till the closing up, to exist till the closing up of the last great chapter in this world's history. To me, this sounds like this battle happens inside the church. Ideas and theories will creep in. They may sound as sweet as honey, but if they are not biblical, they have no place in God's house. A fierce battle may soon be upon us. Are we students of the word? Are we studying daily the word of God? Will we know the false ideas and theories when we hear them? In Manuscript Releases, Volume 8, Ellen White writes, Satan will use every opportunity to, sub to seduce men from their allegiance to God. He and his angels who fell with him will appear on earth as men seeking to deceive. God's angels will also appear as men and will use every means in their power to defeat the purposes of the enemy. We too have an act, a part to act. We shall surely be overcome unless we fight manfully the battles of the Lord. In Heavenly Places, page 287, Ellen White writes, Satan brings all his powers to the assault in the last, closed conflict, and the endurance of the followers of Christ is taxed to the utmost. At times it seems that he must yield, but a word of prayer to the Lord, Jesus goes like an arrow to the throne of God, and angels of God are sent to the field of battle. The tide is turned. In the Great Controversy, page 512 and 513, Ellen White writes, A guardian angel is appointed to every follower of Christ. These heavenly watchers shield the righteous from the power of the wicked one. This Satan himself recognized when he said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast thou not made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he has on every side? Job 1, 9 through 10. The agency by which God protects his people is present in the words of the psalmist. The angel of the Lord encampeth around me, around them that fear him and delivereth him. Psalms 34, 7. Said the Savior, speaking of those that believe in him, take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you, that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father. Matthew 18.10 The angels appointed to minister to the children of God have at all times access to his presence. In Christ's Object Lessons, page 341 and 342, Ellen White writes, 
we know not what results a day, an hour, a moment may determine. And should never we begin the day without committing our ways to our Heavenly Father. His angels are appointed to watch over us. And if we put ourselves under their guardianship, then in every time of danger of exerting a wrong influence, the angels will be by our side, prompting us to a better course, choosing our words for us, and influence our actions. In Welfare Ministry, page 240, Ellen White writes, Angels are sent to minister to the children of God who are physically blind. Angels guard their steps and save them from a thousand dangers, which, unknown to them, besets their path. In the Australia Union Conference Record, September 6, 1909, Ellen White writes, The Lord is served as much, yes, more, by the faithful home worker as by the one who preaches the word. Fathers and mothers should realize that they are the educators of their children. Children are the heritage of the Lord, and they should be trained and disciplined to form characters that the Lord can approve. When this work is carried on judiciously and with faithfulness and prayer, angels of God will guard the family, and the most commonplace life will be made sacred. In Child Guidance, page 519, Ellen White writes, Before leaving the house for labor, all the family should be called together, and the father or the mother in the father's absence should plead fervently with God to keep them through the day. Come in humility, with a heart full of tenderness, and with a sense of the temptations and dangers before yourselves and your children, by faith, Find them upon the altar, entreating for them the care of the Lord. Ministering angels will guard children who are thus dedicated to God. In My Life Today, page 171, Ellen White writes, The angels of God, thousands upon thousands, guard us against evil and press back the powers of darkness that are seeking our destruction. Have we not reason to be thankful every moment? thankful even when there are apparent difficulties in our pathways. In Heavenly Places, page 99, Ellen White writes, Angels of God are watching over us. Upon this earth there are thousands and ten thousand, tens of thousands of heavenly messengers commissioned by the Father to prevent Satan from attaining any advantage over those who refuse to walk in the path of evil. And these angels who guard God's children on earth are in communication with the Father in heaven. In the Acts of the Apostles, page 154, Ellen White writes, We need to understand better than we do the mission of the angels. It would be well to remember that every true child of God has the cooperation of heavenly beings. Invisible armies of light and power attend the meek and lowly ones who believe and claim the promises of God. Cherubims and Severims and angels that excel in strength stand at God's right hand. All ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them 
who shall be heirs of salvation. For those who are struggling in this life, are these quotes giving you a sense of comfort? I have a little story that I'd like to share with you today. This is a true story. A long time ago, there were these two brothers, an elder brother and a younger brother. They went to an Adventist church school. The church school was not fully equipped. The school bus was not a yellow bus with big, with big black letters that reads school bus. It did not have the red alternating flashing lights at the top. It was just a plain white van that they used. One day, when the two brothers got off the bus, they usually walk to go behind the bus before they cross the street. That way, the bus could drive up sooner. Well, as soon as the elder brother and younger brother turn to go behind the bus, the younger brother sees his oldest brother took off like a cheater across the road and was out looking. Suddenly, there was a sound of tires screeching. Dust was flying. In this brief moment, the younger brother running, tires screeching, dust flying. The elder brother believed that he would see his younger brother flying through the air as a result of him being hit by the car. The elder brother was stricken with fear that he would see his younger brother killed right before his eyes. The elder brother looks and he sees the younger brother standing at the back of the bus. The two brothers cross the road. While walking to the house, the boy's mother comes out and the story is told of what happened. Everyone finds out that as the younger brother was running across the street, something or someone pushed him back out of the way of the oncoming car. Do you think, who do you think that pushed him back? The younger brother grows up, gets married and has a family. I am the elder brother in the story. I was there when an angel of the Lord pushed my younger brother out of the way of the oncoming car, saving his life. I have another story. This woman, she's traveling home, not too sure how long her journey was, but in all probability, as she entered her car to start the journey, she would have placed her purse on the passenger seat. You see, that purse gives us a clue in what I believe is God's providence. As she was driving home, it was dark out. She sees ahead that everyone's brake lights are coming on. She starts to, to slow down herself. Out of nowhere and without warning, her vehicle is struck from behind by a tractor trailer sending her car spinning out of control down the highway. Don't know if the tractor trailer collide with another vehicle or not, but the two vehicles came to rest in close proximity to each other. When she comes to, she was dazed for a short period of time. She noticed fire outside her car on the driver's side. Someone's fuel line or tank must have cracked. 
because of the fire on her side of the car she dare not open her door she looks over and to her surprise the passenger's door is opened up a tab and her purse is sitting on the passenger's seat just where she placed it she grabs her purse crawls over the passenger's seat pushes open the door and escapes her destroyed vehicle with just a few injuries in a little while both vehicles are engulfed in flames I ask you what are the odds that her purse would be sitting right on the seat like nothing happened at all the passenger door was opened up a tab this is an accident why wasn't it that the driver's side door was opened up and the passenger door was closed or how about both doors were closed trapping her inside were these circumstances just coincidental in other words whoo I was lucky to escape that one luck has nothing to do with it angels that excel in strength are right by our side angels are all around we might not see them but they are there guarding us protecting us helping us maybe some of you have your own stories stories that would have had a very different ending if you didn't have a guardian angel protecting you after the fall of Adam and Eve when they were kicked out of the Garden of Eden cherubims guarded the Garden of Eden more than 100 years before the flood the Lord sent an angel to faithful Noah to make known to him that he would no longer have mercy upon the corrupt race he was instructed to build the ark the ark was severely rocked and tossed about with the noise of the tempest was mingled with the roaring of the terrified beast yet amid all the wearing of the warring of the elements the ark rode safely angels that excel in strength guided and preserved it from harm in Genesis 19, 15-16, And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand, and upon the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth and set him without the city the destruction of the city was imminent angels were dispatched to get lot and his family out before the city was destroyed in daniel chapter 10 verses 5 through 12 then I lifted up my eyes and i and and looked and behold a certain man clothed in linen whose loins were girded with fine gold of upaz his body also was like the barrel and his face as the appearance of lightning and his eyes as lamps of fire and his arms and his feet like colored to polished brass and the voice of his words like the voice of a multitude and i daniel alone saw the vision for the men that were with me saw not the vision but a great quaking fell upon them so they fled 
to hide themselves. Therefore I was left alone, and saw this great vision, and there remained no strength in me, for my comeliness was turned in me into corruption, and I retained no strength. Yet heard I the voice of his words, and when I heard the voice of his words, then was I in a deep sleep on my face, and my face toward the ground. And behold, an hand touched me, which set me upon my knees, and upon the palms of my hand. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee, and stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. Angels are used as messengers from our Heavenly Father to explain what would happen in the future. In Luke 1, 26-35 In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings! You are, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting might this be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and you will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How, is, how will this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come unto you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. You see, not just any angel, but Gabriel himself. The most highly ranking angel in heaven brought this important message to a young woman, a woman chosen by God to give birth and to raise up Jesus, the Son of God. Angels, they are heavenly beings who are extremely interested in your and my well-being. In Luke chapter 15 verse 7, I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety-nine just persons which need no repentance. Testimonies for the Church, volume 5, section, well just volume 5. They, which are the saints, have even a more sacred relationship to God than have the angels who have never fallen. I have heard in the past that God would empty all of heaven to save one soul, 
In Pedros and Prophets, page 52 and 53, Ellen White writes, The angels warned them, that's Adam and Eve, to be on their guard against the devices of Satan, for his efforts to snare them would be unwearied. While they were obedient to God, the evil one could not harm them, for, if need be, every angel in heaven would be sent to their help. If they steadfastly repelled his first insinuations, they would be as secure as the heavenly messengers. To me, this almost sounds like Satan had only one chance to tempt Adam and Eve. You see, in a way, God put the odds in their favor. God told them, do not eat from this tree. God told Satan, you can only have access to them from this tree. That I have told them not to eat from. I have found, I have not found in the Bible where God told Adam and Eve to prune the tree of knowledge of good and evil. In other words, they had no need to be by the tree to be tempted. But should they once yield to temptation, their nature would become so deprived that in themselves they would have no power and no disposition to resist Satan. The angels cautioned Eve not to separate from her husband in her employment, for she might be brought in contact with this fallen foe. If separated from each other, they would be in greater danger than if both were together. The angels charged them to closely follow the instruction God had given in reference to the tree of knowledge. For in perfect obedience they were safe, and this fallen foe could access them only at the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Angels warned our first parents of the impending doom should they disobey God. Angels are ministering beings sent by God to protect his children to guide his children. Next week, our pastor will continue the series with what are guarding angels? What is their purpose? Please plan to attend as we dig deeper into the topic of this month, the angels. In closing, in our life down here, we always have access with help from above. Thank you.